0: Welcome to a special edition. This is an emergency podcast. We've got the Purple Talk crew, or at least one of the Purple Talk crew. I am James Ham, and uh, joining me today, we have uh, at least one of the Run and Plays crew. And, and then, uh, I don't. Know, what do we call you, Monty Pool? Besides the Warriors Insider, you're the, the OG. OG. That's the, fine. The OG. That's fine. <laughs>
1: You also, I think I, I think I think I'm not. There's no plays. I'm just running right now. I don't think that there's anything <laughs> going on.
0: I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I watch. I watch your team. I think that's that's what you guys do. Um, that is, of course, uh, Logan. Logan Murdoch, and I guess we're calling this a collab. Is that what the kids call it, uh, Logan? Yep. A, a collab. Yeah. Okay, so Monty, what this is? I, this is like when Happy Days and Laverne and Shirley had a crossover episode. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what this okay. is. We're having a, a crossover okay. episode, you know, maybe uh, uh, Law and Order and Homicide when they had that crossover. Um, so gotcha. uh, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, the NBA has been hit with, um, I mean, it's reality is what it is. Uh, reality of a global pandemic. Uh, the conor- uh, coronavirus uh, has struck one of its players. And to be honest with you, it was only a matter of time before this happened. Um, mm-hmm. I think that if everyone really was honest with themselves, they knew this this time was coming. We just didn't know when. And uh, it struck me at the game on uh, Wednesday night when we had the game canceled out of nowhere. Uh, but this is a situation that's been brewing. Now, Monty, uh, we'll start with you. You've been You're covering the NBA for a long time. And... Um, this week the NBA in preparation for what was to come next with uh, with regards to the coronavirus um, they had decided to make some changes with media availability and they kicked us out of the locker room Um, they've got all kinds of strict guidelines Uh, for you guys it's like going and covering the NBA finals because the Warriors are used to going to a podium and talking but for the rest of the league who hasn't had a team that wins repeatedly uh this took us out of really our world it took us out of the locker room out of practice facility out of uh close one-on-one conversations um have you ever seen anything like this at all money
2: uh not not for the league i mean i know individual teams have had issues at times but for it to go league-wide like it did yesterday um Know, putting the six foot of clearance, at a minimum of six feet clearance between player and, and uh, media, uh, I, I'd never seen it before. I don't think it's ever happened before in the NBA. I mean, this this was more like an international sporting event where they have like uh, a designated area, a pen basically for the media, and you can talk to people, but you don't really get close to them. Um, there's this social distancing thing that we're doing right now, and uh, honestly, I thought under the circumstances, it seemed appropriate because I, I, this is a serious issue. And I will say this um, covering the, uh, the game last night, the Warriors Clippers game on Tuesday night, um, I got the distinct, distinct sense, sense that a lot of the Warriors players were almost in denial about the seriousness of this. I mean, they were talking about how, you know, they, hey, you know, no, we just do what we do. And, you know, hey, almost like it was no big deal. And I'm thinking, you know, these guys don't really get it, do they? And the Clippers were a little bit more aware. I and mean, Paul George basically said, Hey, everybody's worried about this thing, which you should be. And so mm-hmm. uh, I just thought to myself, this is the wrong time for denial about guys. Well, I suspect that by now, you know, 24 hours later that nobody's denying anything because last night guys were upset that games were being canceled in college. And tonight, the NBA is suspending its calendar. So, um, this is a totally uh, unknown territory that we're in now. Nothing we uh, I've dealt with before. Nothing any of these guys have dealt with before. Steve Kerr has been around the league now for 30 plus years. Totally new to him. So, this is uh, uncharted area.
0: Now, Logan, I mean, you're you're there every day. You're you're watching this unfold. Um, I think I think people don't understand the type of contact we have with players. The, you know, for lack of a better term, the intimacy that that comes with being a reporter and an NBA player, a lot of conversations in locker rooms, a lot of scrums, a lot of one-on-one stuff where it's uh, it's not part of, you know, a scrum and you're just having a general conversation with somebody. What are you hearing from players? Because I know they talk to you a little bit differently than they talk to some reporters. I, I've seen the way they, they, that you interact with players. Um, what are the players telling you about sort of their, their fears or their uh, non-fears? I, I think Monty was very on key right there with the fact that a lot of players just were oblivious to what was happening around them.
1: Yeah, I think that, to Monty's point, I, I think, players are a bit in shock right now. I think that um, just as the rest of the NBA is in general. But honestly, I think that this – this today's events, I think, save the NBA from itself. And it also sent a message to the rest of the sports world that, like, know, this is serious. And, you know, if this doesn't um, – if today doesn't happen – then who knows how many games they're going to play and, and who knows what's going to go on from there. But the fact of the matter is from jump, they needed to cancel the season. We all knew that. That was the elephant in the room. Um, that was what we were all thinking. That was an inevitable thing, but capitalism comes in. This is a multi-billion dollar business and it needs to go on in some kind of way. And that's when capitalism, you know, kind of goes, kind of clashes with, um, this health crisis. And I think that today we finally, um, the, the the league was saved from itself. And we all knew that inevitably that, um, somebody was going to catch it or somebody was somebody within the league was going to be affected by this virus. And, you know, it just, it just happened quicker than normal. But I think today we finally got the reckoning that we all thought we were going to get.
0: And the reckoning that we all thought we were going to get, just so so we're clear here, Um, on Wednesday, um, it started out as a standard day, but on the the injury report, Emmanuel Moutier and uh, Rudy Gobert were both listed as out with an illness for the Utah Jazz as they prepared to take on the Oklahoma City Thunder in Oklahoma. Um, And basically right before the game, we get to this – amazing moment where the players are on the court, and before the players can actually start playing, uh, they're all of a sudden removed from the court and rushed back into the locker room, and shortly thereafter, the news breaks that Rudy Gobert has uh, tested positive for uh, the coronavirus. Um, They had checked him for the standard flu, the influenza uh, virus. They had checked him for strep throat, uh, and then I think a stomach bug. And, um, and then they finally tested him for Corona, and of course he comes up positive. Uh, they're forced to not only cancel the game, but just so people know how incredibly crazy this is at this point, the entire Utah Jazz team is still, as we record this podcast uh, late Wednesday night, they are still at the arena, they have been quarantined at the arena not only them but the beat writers that cover the utah jazz are also quarantined because rudy gobert had decided to jokingly touch everyone's microphones and has been around this team even though he was sick he decided to touch everybody's microphones is like some show that you know there's no fear here on tuesday uh so now uh, some of our friends are stuck in quarantine uh they will be tested for the coronavirus um, which, from what I know, takes a couple of days to get back uh, to find out if you yep. have it or not. Um, so, so these folks uh, might be able to get on a chartered bus line and get back to Utah on with a really long bus ride, um, and then be quarantined, you know, at home. But I'm not sure that that's the way this is going to go. I think we're, a lot of things are up in the air right now with this situation, um, and you know, to be honest with you guys, I. I saw it break at at right around 6:30 tonight, and uh, then the NBA comes out with this wild statement that uh, the season is being suspended after tonight's games. And so <laughs> I know you guys are covering a uh, a game in San Francisco where there uh, there were no fans, right? That was a plan for th- uh, Thursday.
2: no, not yet. That oh, was that's the plan a plan for Thursday. For yeah. Thursday, well,
0: initially, yes and I'm in an arena for probably the biggest basketball game in Sacramento in the last decade plus they're tied for the ninth spot with uh, the Portland Trailblazers and with the uh, the New Orleans Pelicans who they're playing this is the first time anyone gets to see Zion uh, they didn't tell anybody and this the arena filled up it filled up all the way mm-hmm. and so we're sitting there uh, waiting for the game to happen. But the news breaks that they're going to cancel – well, they're going to pause the season after the Kings play. And first of all, yeah, it's it's baffling. And, Logan, you talked about the capitalism <laughs> angle. I mean, I, I couldn't believe – people – they had gone I, to the concession I, stands. They I had bought beer. That it was, Go ahead.
1: Yeah, I tweeted that it was comically irresponsible for them to do that. Um, the fact that they were going to suspend the season – once you suspend the season, there's no point in playing a game. Uh, right. I don't believe so, once you say that. Um, and for you to know already know that someone has tested positive for this virus and then say, okay, bet, we're going to play another game after this happens, after we know what's going on and we know who, who tested positive, we know this is in our league, we're going to let another game continue to play uh, with guys sweating, with guys you know, obviously sharing bodily fluids, that's irresponsible by this league. And that, I don't think that that was the right thing to do. I think once you knew, once you knew that one guy is confirmed to have this virus in your league, you cancel it. Once you cancel it, you cancel everything. Once the, all the games of the night. And I just thought that was before a game even starts, you're going to say, Oh, we're still going to play tonight. I thought that was irresponsible. By the NBA.
2: From, from the best I could gather today. Um, You know, the owners all got a chance to express their opinions about what to do uh, over this conference call earlier today. And uh, some owners were okay with, you know, just suspending the season. Some owners were okay with playing without fans. And one owner, only one owner apparently didn't want to make any concessions. That was was that The New York Knicks guy. Mr. Dolan in
0: New York. Um, (laughs) Did he he shake hands on it? Did, did he shake hands on it? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just wondering. I'm thinking did, not. I'm so thinking so not. wait, what you're saying is he's not going to do the right thing?
2: Well, initially, yeah, but eventually <laughs> somebody <laughs> became the voice of reason. And I don't know if it was an owner who said, "Look, listen, guys, what are we doing here? Or if it was Adam Silver who said, guys, I know I work for you, but let's stop for a minute and think about what we're doing here. You know, we have a player who tested positive for a deadly disease. A potentially deadly disease do we want to play on tonight and maybe beyond and just distance ourselves from fans therefore maybe I don't know expose all of our players to this let's not go there let's not go there let's take a step back and suspend it indefinitely is what they're saying which basically to me says until we think about how we want to go from there and I I would think that it's gonna be out for at least a couple weeks
0: yeah, I think we're going to be out for at least a couple of weeks. So we already know this. We already know that uh, the the Toronto Raptors, who played earlier this week, they played the, Houston, uh, they played the Utah Jazz on Monday, uh, that they have already self-quarantined and they're going to be out for, you know, again, a two-week period. Um, yep. and, and that, of course, is going to go with the Utah Jazz. And uh, I guess tonight's game in pre, they were able to keep the two teams separated just in case Gobert had something. Uh, so so it's possible um, that the Thunder won't get quarantined. But, you know, this is the NBA. It's six degrees of separation. Uh, you know, it's six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Everyone has played everybody. And, you know, the Sacramento Kings haven't played the Utah Jazz, but, you know, they did on, uh, I, I think it was February 28th, the Jazz played the Washington Wizards, and then three days later, the Wizards played the Kings. And so it's very possible that uh, this situation could have been passed from one team to the next, and then one team to the next. And now we're gonna have to go back, we're gonna have to chart this thing out and say who could have been uh, in contact with whoever. And then the other thing that came up on on Wednesday night in Sacramento is the reason why the Pelicans refused to come out of the locker room was because they realized that Courtney Kirkland, the the referee, was well, refing was refing the game that night, but he also was the ref on Monday night, uh, when Toronto and Utah had done battle in yeah. Utah. And so they said, Look, we're not playing this game. I mean, the Kings literally yeah. were on the court until like seven thirty five waiting for the Pelicans to show up. It was like a bad prom date thing you know, where someone stands you up and you're sitting there like, what's going on? This is the biggest game we've played forever. And to watch this whole thing unfold was just absolutely bizarre. And uh, I'm just wondering, like, how do you piece it back together after this? Because it seems to me that mistakes have been made in this situation where, like Logan said, capitalism was thought about maybe a little bit more than it should have been. And I get it, it's a lot of money. We don't really know how this disease is going to go? How quickly it's going to spread? I think we have some, some data that we're collecting from other countries. But I mean, this is some scary times, and to let it go this far, and then to put people—you, you, Logan—you were about to go watch a basketball game where no one was going to be there, which is crazy in itself to run in a, an arena with no fans. But the Kings.
1: I mean, and also this to say, I mean, Monty also we went. They went to a game where you know the city the county and city of San Francisco said you shouldn't they told the Warriors you shouldn't play they advised them not to Yeah play they advised on the night. Right. Yeah. Who's the games prior who's to say that in front of all these crowds we don't know how long these players have got it or could have had it or people in the stands could have had it. You know a lot of people were susceptible to this 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 virus weeks leading up to this. I mean it's been we we it's been we've known about it a little bit not on this stretch but we've known that this um virus has existed and you know the warriors still and the rest of the league still put on games.
0: yeah and so yeah you know
2: you've got go ahead go ahead
0: go ahead james well i was just gonna say like the biggest issue that we have is that you know media is not supposed to be within six to eight feet of these guys because that's sort of the the way this is transferred it's transferred it's not viral. It's Uh, It's transferred in a different way. Um, So, you know, it can be, it it can live for two to 48 hours, like sitting on the surface, but you're going to put 17,300 and whatever fans sitting side by side with people they don't know and and like one giant melting pot, everybody is sweating and screaming and, and yelling and drinking too much and splattering stuff everywhere. That's what you were, that's what the plan was tonight. And it's absolutely yeah. crazy, but the reverse of it, having no fans, Monty, it's crazy as well.
2: Well, that was the plan for Sacramento. And, you know, I think initially the thought was, you know, there are certain urban areas that are considered uh, where you have more incidents of this virus being detected uh, in the Bay Area, San Francisco, Santa Clara County, is, you know, apparently of all the counties in California and maybe in, in in the nation. Uh, It has got the most uh, detected cases already. So the Bay Area is considered, you know, a major area of uh, infiltration of the the virus. But when they talked about, briefly at least, maybe the possibility of changing sites and going playing games in areas that had fewer or zero known Mm -hmm. incidents, the problem with that to me is that we only know how many people have tested positive and we're not testing very many people. (laughs) So Mm
1: -hmm.
2: if we were to test everybody, who knows how many positives we'd have. So it was risky to even think that, but that's where they were be like, well, you'd save the fans from being among other fans, but yeah, it would have been a very weird vibe, totally weird vibe. It's something that does happen every now and then in high schools, though, because they've had incidents. <clears throat> excuse me, where uh, the threat of violence has forced people, uh, school districts to to tell parents to stay away. There will be no fans at this high school football game. That's happened a lot of times over the course of the country over the course of the last fifteen, twenty, thirty years. So, but this is a whole different level. You're talking about you know mass crowds, parking issues, and like James said. You know, people going to games, drinking a lot. Do you realize how much saliva goes through the air during a basketball game in the stands?
0: Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy.
2: So, um,
0: People yeah. touching railings. NBA. People yeah. grabbing onto counters. People going in and pushing down on the ketchup dispenser. Uh, people grabbing yep. straws. Yep. I mean, you, you're just not thinking. You're grabbing the and- door to get in. To the arena. I mean, there yeah. are so the handrests. I mean, you hope that they've been washed, but
1: I mean if, that's the that's the that's the reason why I think that it should have been canceled in the first place. You know, once you get it on this scale, even if it's just honestly, even if it's just us three at the arena covering the game, and there's you know there's it's like a glorified pickup game. They're still susceptible to virus just because of all the things Monty just touched on. We don't have you know, proper testing to even know if we have it right now. Um, and so there's a lot of factors in that, but I think that what you guys are both saying proves the point that there, there shouldn't have been games in the first place. I don't think the, the, the league should have played this game.
0: All right. You were listening to a, uh, what are we calling this? A crossover, a, a, a mismatch, a mix mash of, of the Purple Talk podcast, which is Sacramento Kings podcast. For Purple Plays. There we go. And also – the Run and Plays <laughs> podcast, uh, which is Logan Murdoch, Murdoch's show, uh, covering the Warriors. Um, you know we're we're all sponsored by Wendy's. Uh, we love our Wendy's. Uh, Monty always talks about the salads and the chili. Um, are you a, are you a Wendy's guy, Logan?
1: I am a Wendy's guy. Give me a baconator.
0: There that it is. Mean. Yeah. Have you done like the four x four? Because my my teenager likes the four x four, and he usually gets two of them. Which is like four items for four dollars. Yeah, it's 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 what the teenagers are doing. Yeah. Uh, So um, so So wait a minute. He gets two four by fours, which means he gets an eight by eight. He gets an eight by eight, which is which is I like. And you know what? They just put a Wendy's up here in Auburn, right down the street from me, which is uh, unhealthy. Oh boy, for me to hit all the time on my way home, which I have I've talked to Logan about about the uh, the trials and tribulations of being a writer and how your eating habits are are horrific, um, but that's yeah. not what we're yeah. talking about Wendy's because that's why they got the chili right, Monty. That's why they got
2: yes. the yeah.
0: you know the yes. salads and everything else. So uh, that's our you no know one
2: else t- loved the chili. uh Oh, yep, Jeff Van Gundy, huge <laughs> fan of Wendy's chili. Huge, I know it's a random name, but a huge fan of Wendy's chili. You know what he, said, he told me. I love the chili. You gotta go the Chili. It's so under it's really good.
0: Jerry Reynolds is also a huge fan of the chili. When we would drive to and from the city, we would drop back and forth we we drop into Wendy's and we go inside. We don't do the drive through and he would do he would do the chili. So he loves that. And you know what, I am gonna one up you guys here because uh the Purple Talk podcast, we actually have a sponsorship with BMW, so I'll let Brandon, our producer, roll that guy and we'll you know, we'll get right back to mm. you guys. No matter who you are, no matter where you're going,
2: no matter what's next, there's an X to take you there.
0: This is BMW X5 xDrive40i for 719 a month. All right, we're back. Uh, so, Logan, I was told that uh, it, people should should listen to your pod. They should uh, they should tap in. Is that what it is? Should tap into tap into uh, in yeah. the run and plays pod. hmm Yes, that's
1: what the, the young kids are saying right now. That's, <laughs>
0: that's, that's what the kids. The kids are saying. They're, they're saying that's collab. The they're, saying. they're having four by fours <laughs> and they're tapping in, Monty. That's we we have no idea you know what's going vibes. on. <laughs> tap in. That's right. Uh, so uh, Logan, because uh, we are doing something different here, where people don't typically hear. Uh, warriors talk up in Sacramento and, and a lot of Warriors fans don't hear a lot of uh, Sacramento Kings talk. Um tell us about the Run and Place podcast.
1: The Run and Place podcast is a podcast between, with me and Kareth Burke where we just, you know, talk Warriors and we have an occasional guest. Um, we it's a it's a really fun podcast. Just um, you know we you know Kareth, it's bigger than basketball with her. So we like to Getting the Warriors talk and getting a little bit of others
0: talk with our podcast. So tap in
1: to the Running Plays pile with me and Kareth.
0: There we go. Uh, yeah, good. Yeah, that is it, it is good stuff. I've had I've edited a few of them in the past, um, and I am a Kareth fan. Um, I spent a lot of times yes. traveling with you guys during the playoffs, and she is awesome. Um, okay, so let's get back yes, to this. Um, Monty, is there going to be an NBA season? Uh, what what is going to happen here?
2: You know, I, I could take a guess because right now that's all we're doing because this thing is so fluid. I mean, it changes. It can change by the hour, by the minute, it seems like. I mean, just think about this. Three days ago, we were nowhere near this. You know, last weekend, people were just going on, doing their thing. It wasn't a big deal. I mean, yeah, it was out there. But, but in the last three or four days, this thing has picked up serious momentum. And the last two days in particular, uh, it has reached a point where, okay, you know what? Yeah, we have to take this thing seriously. Because initially at first, I mean, the government was telling us it's not that big of a deal. It's like a flu. It's like the flu. Well, no. (laughs) The science says otherwise, and so do the death tolls, the death tolls around the the, the globe. So it's a big deal. Uh, But I do think the NBA would like to resume the season at some point next month. Now, is that realistic? Obviously, it will change. Or it would force a dramatic change in their annual calendar. If they're going to, they won't play 82 games. I can't see that. But if they want to take this this season into the end of April before they start, start the playoffs, I can see the possibility. But that will push everything back. You know, because the draft mm-hmm. is what two weeks after the finals is over. Free agency mm-hmm. is a few days later. Um, so, do they push everything back? You know, we already had an owner who suggested that the season start in December. <laughs> well, right now, that doesn't sound so crazy because it might be poss- it, it might be something that they're thinking about. But honestly, at this stage, we don't know because they're trying to figure it out. They don't know what they're going to do yet. When they say indefinite, they're saying, guys, let's huddle up every couple of days and figure this thing out. Because until we have some clarity on where this coronavirus is headed, how many people it has affected, how many people it might affect. How uh, I many people it will endanger? They can't proceed at all. They gotta sit there and wait until they until they know something for sure. And we don't know when that's gonna be. So I think their hope though is yeah that we have some clarity sometime in the month of March, and then in April let's figure out the rest of our schedule and get back to basketball. But in the meantime, they got a lot of people to test. And is it good enough to test the players and the coaches and all the people involved with the teams without getting people who come to the games tested? You know, it's it's a risky thing right now, and there are so many questions and so much, so much, you have to go so far to be able to, to feel really secure and confident that they're doing the right thing. So they're weeks away, maybe months.
0: Logan, what do you think? Is there a cutoff date where you just say, look, we, we just can't do this, like this thing has gotten too big, it's taken too many lives, uh, or it's affecting too many people and we can't risk not only our players, but our fans and sort of the integrity of the game?
1: I'd say mid next month to uh, mid April to, I guess, early May would be my cutoff date. Uh, I think that, um, it, and it also, it, there's a lot of different factors, right? You know, there's a, we don't, like Monty said, um, the virus is spreading in a way that we didn't know even a week ago. Like it was, it was, it was fine. We weren't, this wasn't even on our radar last week. Um, and so, you know, as that changes, I think that, um, you know, you'll get a bit more clarity into, you know, the league's thinking, but also it's just like with the mandates in SS, you know, it's, as of now it's two weeks away, but that's all relative. That could, that could change at any moment. Just like, even if the league puts out a date, that could change at any moment based on this, the virus spreading, that could get pushed back. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens, but I'd say, um, you know, you start creeping up to May and then you got some problems.
0: Yeah, I would think so too. So the Sacramento Kings are are in a playoff hunt, um, and if you look at the Memphis Grizzlies with their schedule in front of them, um, they had every chance to to catch and surpass that team without any question. It really was going to come down to uh, whether they could compete with the New Orleans uh, Pelicans and the the Portland Trailblazers, and if San Antonio Spurs get got hot. Um, Do you think we just at this point, guys, do we just have to throw all that out the window and say, look, if if we get anything here at the end of the season, at least we got something Um, or should should fans out there still be excited about about races and about, you know, what this season can be?
2: I think ideally um, they, they have a chance to play again, you know, but I think March is out. And so I think you're looking at April. The season was scheduled to end regular season on April 15th. Uh, I think now if you're able to play in May, the first, second week of May, you push it back. Um, Now, I don't think you get to 82, but you have to figure out how many games you're going to play. And you want to be able to have everybody, every team play the same amount of games as possible. So it's a logistical nightmare, but this is uncommon territory. This is uh, not something that, that happened every year, every decade, uh every century even Mm -hmm. Um, so this is something that that they got they have to figure out and i think that's what they're doing but right now um, yeah i think they would like to to be able to have games and have a few weeks of regular season because let's face it this season the last few weeks is going to be pretty exciting and they'd like to have some of that they can recapture it you know and pick up what they left off but again, it's just going to be so hard because right now they have no idea when they would be able to start picking up
0: games again. You know, Logan, I, I want to ask you, what do we learn from this? I mean, because it sure does seem like uh, this one hit us out of the blue, and at some point you, yeah. you have to take something away from it, and um, not just not just the basketball world, but you know, in general, I, I think this is something that. Uh, people in the United States, but also, I mean, we're seeing what's happening with Italy where they literally the entire country has been on lockdown. And I love Italy. I've spent time there last summer and I've spent time there a couple other times. Um, But we're seeing it, you know, all over uh, mainland China. We're seeing South Korea. We're seeing it spread, you know, to places that you just wouldn't think that it could get to. Uh, Even, you know, the great Tom Hanks uh, and his wife are there in Australia and they just posted that they have the coronavirus, and you know, fingers crossed and God bless. And, uh, but you know, yep. how do we, how do we take something from this Logan and, and do better next time?
1: Um, I think the biggest thing we learned, and I think this is something that, um, the world can take as, as advice is just when you, when there's smoke, there's there's fire that and what I mean by that is we need to get on things early and, not procrastinate the way we did. And I think that, I mean, if Rudy Gobert didn't test positive tonight, the NBA would still try to find ways to continue to play, even in the wake of this virus, even in the even when it was clear that somebody was going to get affected by it sooner rather than later. Um, and I think that we should make better decisions before the decisions are made for us. And I think that's the biggest Um, less than the league and, you know, our world can take from this. All
2: right. It's Uh, a a change of mindset you're looking at because these guys, let's face it, the owners are wealthy people and they're accustomed to making their decisions based on the finances and based on what they can get out of it. And so this forces them to pause and think beyond their pocketbooks, beyond their millions or billions, as the case may be. So, um, you know, let's let's hope that this is a lasting thing, that this is something that they don't lose sight of when, quote-unquote, things go back to normal, because this is something that should wake everybody up in terms of uh, priorities and really seeing what real perspective is about, because you know, right now, basketball doesn't seem that important. I'm watching a game last night, and it just, it honestly, it didn't feel important at all. And I, I know the Warriors are not going anywhere, and the Clippers are, and all these things, but it, it's. For me, it's hard to put a lot of emotion into a game when something like this is going on around us. It's it's a different world right now.
0: It, I'm I'm gonna add this. Um, I think you know we have a lot, a lot of a lot of divisiveness right now in our country and uh, worldwide. We have a lot of you know chaos and divisiveness. Uh, this is a moment where maybe being a sports fan can help uh, heal some wounds. Because uh, something like this hits and you need to know that political affiliations and, and what you believe and what you don't, um, when you're sitting next to a another fellow fan uh, and you're all in the same exact boat, you're in a building that houses a certain amount of people, all of which uh, could be statistical numbers that we're milling over, you know, two months from now, three months from now. Um, that's something, you know, we're all in this together. And uh, hopefully people understand that, you know, this is a time to kind of pull together and help one another out. Um, because I think there's going to be a lot of people over the next few months that need a lot of help. And uh, Rudy Gobert is on the front line of, of players that we find out about um, and, and this this disease, and what we're hearing it it predominantly takes lives of, of elderly and pre-existing conditions and uh, people who are chronic smokers. Um, but at the same time, that's the illness that uh, that's coming to us. And this thing has an ability to split and change, and it can completely change the way that we think about uh, the place that we live. That we think about America yep. and who we are as Americans, and um, and what it means to have a worldwide pandemic, because this thing is coming. And uh, the Sacramento Kings learned the hard way, uh, the New Orleans Pelicans learned the hard way, uh, the NBA learned the hard way today um, that you can't you can't avoid it. It's coming, and it, it doesn't care who you are or how rich you are or how tall you are uh, or how well you play basketball.
2: 100%. 100%.
0: All right, gentlemen. Well, I think that's going to do it for this edition of the Purple Talk podcast and the Run and Plays podcast. Uh, you know, Logan, why don't you tell people where to find your pod just in case they don't know?
1: Uh, you can find it on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else podcasts are played, at the Run and Plays podcast.
0: All right, and if you guys aren't following these guys, uh, they know the Warriors as well or better than anyone in the world. Uh, they've done a remarkable job the last couple of years. Um, they're getting a little bit of a down year, but after five straight finals runs, uh, man, I, I, I didn't know if Monty was going to make it. Uh, and so
2: I, <laughs> There were times I didn't know.
0: <laughs> I, I'm glad. I'm just going to say this. I'm yeah. glad you have to cover a very bad team. I think all of you deserve it. Uh,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, but it's been good. It's been a good conversation, and yep. and it's a needed conversation. And I hope people out there are having similar conversations with people of all walks of life. Because look, uh, this thing is going to get scary, and we all need to be uh, pulling on the same rope, uh, as they say in the great game of basketball. Uh, so that's going to hey. do it for. This edition of, again, uh, a crossover version. Um, make sure to tap into Logan's podcast. Uh, <laughs> and, and thanks for tuning in. And thanks to Wendy's for we sponsorship. Uh, we'll, we'll see you guys very soon.